0: enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with cube from first arkansas bank and trust member fdic 241
1: 59
0: 40. live from the hogs meat market studios this is out of bounds allows us to do is
1: pass on knowledge and, and gain knowledge from the past and uh, apply it. Whether I'm a threat to them or not, who knows? People probably didn't think I was a, a threat in 19 either, but it kind of turned out okay. Last year, was didn't know if I was, was going to play again at that time. Uh, for some reason, everything kind of came together. I kind of pushed it a little bit. I was able to make the cut, which was nice. Yeah, I, I don't know how many more I have in me.
2: Just to be able to appreciate the, the, the time that I have here and the memories. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. If we won't go on the shell. We won't go in attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 103.7 The Buzz. With my boom, they taste like too late for
1: the analyst. Girl, I can buy your Westie girl with my bass stuff. I know that it's good that you slid it on my taste buds. I get way too busy once you let me do the extra Pull up for your block and break it down. We playing trust AM to the PM PMT. I quit your beam, I still Mercedes funk. If I quit this season, I still be the greatest funk. My left stroke just went viral. Right stroke, put baby in the spiral. So no One hour
3: down, two hours to go. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you as always for making us a part of your afternoon. This afternoon, it has been a great Trash Talk Thursday so far, as we know the Masters are going on right now, which is pretty great, which, uh, we'll have to talk about this, I'm sure, uh, later in this hour, but there's this now video going on about uh, Morikawa looking like he cheated uh, there on the court and got caught on camera, where he uh, had his ball, and then of course, the I guess it's a quarter or whatever he's using to show where he placed it the at. marker. Yeah, the marker, and then he's just moving the ball back and forth, back and forth, then he just picks up the marker and moves it forward a little bit, and then... Starts moving the ball once again, so kind of a weird, weird little thing there. I don't know if that's uh, something that's uh, going to be talked about. There's a about, certain but...
4: parameter that they'll they'll give you some leadway as far as where the
3: ball should actually be.
4: Yeah, because well. it's never going to be exact,
3: right? Well, again, maybe it maybe it's just something to where it's fine and it's no big deal. But people are already talking about it, and people are already said, "Oh, you know, Patrick Reed's going to turn him in. <laughs> He's going to be letting him know about it." Uh, but yeah, we'll talk about that and give you some more updates on that too. But we know with Razorback basketball, it's been it's, the season's been over. Doesn't matter because it's about as busy as you'll ever see it when it comes to roster management. Who's staying? Who's going? And we have an idea of what some of the players are doing. Like Trevin Brazil coming back, like Jalen Graham coming back. We know Devo Davis is trying the NBA waters, but could come back. Nick Smith and Ricky Council are gone. We all think Anthony Black's gone. I just waiting on the official announcement from him. But still. A lot of craziness each and every day where there's updates on Razorback basketball, and to talk more about it, let's go to the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline and welcome in Andrew Hutchison of Best of Arkansas Sports, talking to him a little bit about uh, the roster management and what's going on this week for Eric Musselman and his basketball team. And uh, Hutch, we really appreciate you joining us as always, man, and uh, I'm sure it's been a pretty busy time for you, even though in other years it probably would be a time where it slows down a little bit.
5: Yeah, you know, that's uh, thanks, Eric Musselman, you know, that. <laughs> That's that's how he does it. You know, he's always big in the transfer portal he was before he got here, and I think he's just taking it up another notch, and and the success they've had has made it even crazier. So, uh, busy, busy time, you know, trying to to split time between spring football and, you know, baseball, but you can't can't forget about the basketball team either.
3: Well, let's start with what we know for sure right now on who's doing what, because we do have some confirmations on who's staying, who's going, and all of that, but as far as the players that you do know of, or have any of them been real big surprises? Have there been any of them that uh, you've been uh, shocked by, or is it about what you've thought so far as far as what these players are going to end up doing next season?
5: You know, it's been about as expected. I mean, Nick Smith leaving was something we all knew was going to happen. Uh, rookie Council leaving was one that, based on what I read by some like national reporters that I put out there way too early, top 25, you know, right after the national championship game, some of them mentioned, You know, big decision coming by Ricky Council, but I had always figured he was going to be gone anyways, because he was pretty much a unanimous, you know, top half of the second round, you know, pick. You know, we've seen other second round guys like Jalen Williams, Isaiah Joe, Daniel Gafford. They've left in the second round, and they've (laughs) done just fine for themselves in the NBA. So that didn't really surprise me. Maybe the most surprising one is Devo Davis, you know, just testing the waters, but then again why wouldn't you test the waters you know if you're in his position go get feedback now if he decides to stay in the nba draft then that would be a little bit surprising because i don't really see uh many people projecting him to be even a second round pick uh maybe he would want to go play you know in you know the g league or overseas somewhere he could make pretty good money doing that but it just kind of surprises me knowing that He's such an Arkansas guy. He clearly loves this team. He was the, the heart and soul of this past year's team. Uh, I think I think it would really benefit you know everybody involved for him to, to come back, uh, but maybe that's also just talking selfishly because he's so much fun to watch. Um, but that's probably been the most surprising uh, announcement, you know, and Trevin Brazil coming back. I think I kind of expected that. You know, I know you talked to him as well. I talked to him in Des Moines. Uh, during the, the first week of the NCAA tournament. And the kind of the timeline that he laid out, it really didn't make sense for him to leave because he wouldn't have been able to go to the Combine and like you know impress Scouts with his you know, insane athleticism because he's still recovering from that injury. But he would be healthy enough in time for next season, and now maybe he can put together a full year and, and become a first-round draft pick. So that just made a lot of sense to me. So everything's kind of as expected right now.
4: Best of Arkansas sports, you ranked um, some of the players that Arkansas has contacted. And uh, based on that, who are some of the players that fit the biggest needs and are more likely to come in through the portal?
5: Well, I mean, there, there's, it's kind of a, a tricky question because it's like, you know, the best players that contacted, how many of them are legitimately considering Arkansas? I mean, I think the number one player in the portal right now, pretty much across the board, everywhere you look, is Hunter Dickinson from Michigan. And come to find out the last couple of days, he's actually done a Zoom with Arkansas. Uh, So at least he's kind of, at least considering the Razorbacks, I don't know how legitimate it is right now, but I mean, that would be huge. I mean, having a big guy like that, you know, former All-American, that would be huge. But I mean, there's been other guys that also are are kind of definitely considering Arkansas that kind of fit the bill. Uh, A guy from Houston, whose name escapes me at the moment, uh, had Arkansas in his top four. He's also a guy that, a lot of people consider a a top uh, you know one of the top guys in the portal uh, I think he averaged like 10 points this past year on a, on a Houston team that was a number one team for a good chunk of the year um, so they there there are several guys that you'd like to add you know somebody who can shoot the ball you know at a really high clip and and I'm not really sure if there's a guy yet that kind of fits that bill I'm trying to pull up my list as we talk right now but um, those are some of the guys that just kind of immediately come to mind. I know uh Khalif Battle uh from Temple, I believe, is visiting today. Today's the first day uh transfers can go actually visit uh schools uh, officially, I believe. Um, so there's there's gonna be a lot of I would say over this next this weekend we're gonna hear a lot more news as our, our kind of zeroes in on their top targets.
3: Yeah, the the Hunter Dickinson thing was really fascinating. I think that's the one that, of course, people are getting excited about. There's nothing other than just a Zoom call, so that's all it is right now. But you would think that there would it, – it's one thing to contact, but it's another thing to actually go on a Zoom call. There has to be some interest there, too, and with Khalil Ware, too, and you know LJ Cryer from Baylor. Like, these are some of the big-time names and big-time players that are in the portal. I'm sure there's various reasons for why they would even be interested in Arkansas, but – uh, why do you think they are always in the mix for some of these big-time players? Because, you know, getting a Zoom call with Dickinson, there's only been them in Kentucky. Those are the only two schools he's met with. Is it something about Mus? Is it NIL? Just what do you think is the reasons why they have such good luck at least getting in contact with some of these big-time players?
5: I think you got to give a lot of the credit to Eric Musselman because he's he's been at the forefront of this transfer movement. You look at what he did at Nevada, I mean, I'm pretty sure, like, 10 of his 13 scholarship players his last year there were transfers. And, I mean, it's a little bit different, you know, at a place like Nevada because you get, you know, guys transferring down from a, you know, a high-level school down to Nevada because they're looking for a better place to play. Now it's a little bit more challenging because you're you're recruiting up to Arkansas, up to the SEC. you got to figure out when to, you know, take a a chance on a guy from a lower level. Uh, But you can also go get guys from proven – power five conferences. I mean, they've already done that with Minifield uh, coming from Washington, you know, playing in the Pac-12. That's, that's, a, that's a power conference. Uh, but, I mean, Muffman has, has shown that he can take guys, and even in just one year, improve them immensely. I mean, look at Stanley Amude last year. I mean, he comes in, was a prolific scorer at South Dakota. But he came to Arkansas one year. He didn't get drafted. But he's already had a lot of success in the G League. He had a 10-day contract with the Pistons at one point earlier this year. Um, he's a guy that you know, is flirting with the NBA after just one year in, uh, in Eric Musselman's system. And I think that's kind of – and Ricky Council this year is going to be another perfect example. He's a guy that came in, took his game to a completely another level. He was a good player at Wichita State, don't get me wrong, but went from a six-man-of-the-year type guy to a all-SEC caliber guy and now is going to be you know, a second-round pick. Um, so I, I think that it's, it's a really – I mean, NIL has got to be a factor. I mean, Arkansas is, is, is a player in NIL. That's how they've been able to recruit so well, you know, from the high school ranks, stuff like that. But to, to Eric Muslin's success, both with transfers specifically and then also on the court, getting you know, making runs in the NCAA tournament, uh, I think is, is a major, major reason why all these transfers are considering Arkansas.
4: A player like Hunter Dickinson may be the number one guy in the portal, and he definitely fits the need for what Arkansas has as far as scoring bigs, but if you can only have one or the other, a player like Hunter Dickerson, Dickinson, or uh, shooters on this team, which one are you taking?
5: Well, I mean, the thing is, I mean, Hunter Dickinson can also shoot it. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm looking at the stats down. I mean, he shot 42% three-point range. I don't know what you know volume that was on, but... I mean, he's 7'1". I think that, I, that would be huge. But you do also already have a guy that's similar to that in Trevin Brazil. I mean, he was shooting close to 40% before he got hurt. You know, who knows what it would have ended up being if he had stayed healthy. But, I mean, you got that. I, I personally think it would be great to have, like, a, a shooting, uh, like a, a three-point sharpshooter. Like, if you could find an Isaiah Joe type in the, in the portal. Now, that's a lot easier said than done. You know, I mean, LJ Cryer, I know John mentioned him. He's a 41% three-point shooter, a guy that has a lot of success at a, a power five type school. Um, I think that would be, personally, that's what I think would be good. I mean, it's better than, like, you know, I know Arkansas is currently in the top eight for uh, Micah Ham, Hamilton or something. He's for the kid from Marshall. He's seven one. you know, really good player. Uh, but he also, he's not much of a, he's not a shooter. He's not a guy that can can help stretch the floor, and I think they, they I think that would be what Arkansas should really go after. But you know who knows what they're actually going to do? I think Musselman has a type, athletic, lengthy guys that you know to play defense and just crazy athleticism, and uh, that's kind of what he typically goes for. I think Minifield kind of fits that uh, description as well. I think he was a 33% three point shooter, which isn't bad as a freshman, but also isn't you know a sharp shooter, as, as you would say.
3: Speaking with Andrew Hutchinson of Best of Arkansas Sports here on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Line. Andrew, just sticking with that three-point shooting theme, I think we probably discussed it at some point in time, but since Muss has been here, he had Isaiah Joe and Mason Jones. Those were holdovers from, of course, uh, Mike Anderson. And, and Moses Moody and J.D. Note were those guys. But it just seems like since he's been here, they have not had at least multiple legitimate three-point shooting threats. They've had guys that are good, or at least one guy that's been good, but they've just never really been able to, to take that to a next level because this past team, we always heard that, oh, this is maybe going to be the best shooting team he's ever had, and they weren't that great at shooting from three. So why has that been the case in your opinion? Like, is it just they don't put as much emphasis on it? Is it because they just have bad coincidence and luck? Like Why is it that you've had so much success on the court and, and getting to the tournament and going to three straight Sweet 16s, but you've done it with really not having multiple legit three-point shooting threats?
5: Well, I think this past year, you could say it's a little bit of bad luck because the guys that you were probably counting on being your your top three point shooters, they won. Trevin Brazil, maybe you weren't counting on that before the year, but based on the first seven or eight games, he was actually looking like a guy that could step out and consistently knock down a three point shot, you know, more consistently than, say, a Jalen Williams or something. So, and then he goes down, he gets hurt. And then Nick Smith was going to be your, probably your guy. And, you know, we know what happened there. I mean, he was hurt most of the year, more than half the missed more than half of the year, and then whenever he came back, you know, he he showed some glimpses. There was a stretch there where he was shooting at a really high cliff, but then he kind of struggled down the stretch. So I mean, it, I think that was a little bit more of a bad luck type deal. Um, but I, I think really also Eric Musselman values other things maybe more than just three point shooting. Like he, he wants you to be able to play defense. I mean, he had a really good three-point shooter on the team this year, and Joseph opinion he didn't get consistent playing time because he wasn't where he needed to be defensively and in other areas of the game, and I think that's, that's what Eric Mussman believes is, you know, you need to be athletic, you need to be lengthy, uh, you need to be able to play defense for sure, uh, so I think it's just a more of a priorities type thing, but I do think, I mean, it's, we're not, I'm not going to sit here and say Eric Mussman doesn't care about three-point shooting, that'd be crazy, I think he does, Uh, But he's just not going to recruit guys that only shoot, you know, 35 percent or better. You know, three-point shooting. You're not going to have a UConn-type team where everybody can shoot. Uh, That's just that's just not Eric Musselman's DNA, I don't think.
4: Khalil Ware, who is from North Little Rock, left the state, go to Oregon. Now he's in the transfer portal. Arkansas has made contact. So what's the uh, latest on what's happened with Khalil Ware so far in that process?
5: Well, I saw just uh, just a little bit ago that he's taking an official visit to Indiana. It sounds like Indiana might be, you know, I mean, they're getting his first visit, might be the leader right now. Um, but I'm not sure how, where it stands with Arkansas. Um, you know, I, I don't know. It, it all kind of depends on how the, the whole process went down the first go-around. I mean, if everybody was on good terms and everything like that, then maybe they could pick it right up and, and, and go get them. Like we've seen that with Sam Pittman with some of these transfers, guys that they recruited really hard, like a Landon Jackson, and they just say, hey, you know what, I'm going to go to LSU. And then, well, when they enter the portal, boom, you call him up and say, hey, you want to come play for us now? Uh, I'm not sure where they left off whenever he went to Oregon. Um, but I, I, I do know that he's looking at Indiana, and that's where he's visiting this weekend. Uh, so we'll just kind of have to monitor that situation and see if he – you know, pulls the trigger while he's there on a visit or if he, you know, plays out the
3: process and takes multiple visits. Andrew, uh, I know with uh, there's a lot of stuff we got to figure out for this roster next year, but the, going to the Jalen Graham because that's been something we've discussed today, what type of role do you feel like he's going to play next year? Because I'm trying to put this all together, where he was a guy who, who showcased that he has great offensive ability but lacked a little bit of the defensive and rebounding. He got a, a little less than 10 minutes per game this year. And With Trevin Brazil going out, you would think that he was able to get those opportunities more because of that injury. But here he is coming back next year with Brazil and Bayfall coming in. Don't really know what the Mitchell twins are going to be doing, but it looks like Arkansas is trying to find more big men. So I guess the question is for Jalen Graham, what, what kind of role is he going to play? Can he be a starter next year? Like can he develop into that guy? Or is he just going to be okay with sitting on the bench and being that guy that comes off the bench to be able to provide some sort of offensive spark?
5: Well, I'll tell you exactly what Eric Mosman has told us every time we asked about him after games this year. and it's, He is an incredible, incredible offensive player. So I think there's the potential for him to put it all together and become a starter. Uh, but it's going to take you know, a drastic improvement, overhaul of his game, I think, over this off season, to where he becomes a dependable defender, a guy that can consistently get rebounds. Because there were times where he rebounded really, really well. And in those games, he got, you know, more minutes than he usually scored, you know, double figures or something like that. Um, If he can consistently do that, become more consistent, then, yeah, he could be, if not a starter, then a a significant contributor. Because the thing is, is he may have averaged about 10 minutes a game this year, but that's because there were games where he would play 18 to 20 minutes. But then there were also games where he played two to four minutes. And usually it was in the first half, and he never saw the floor in the second half when the game was on the line. Um, so I think that that's that's very interesting that that decision for him to come back. I guess it also, you know, he may not have his degree where he could grad transfer because the NCAA is uh, kind of clamping down on those guys that transfer a second time this year. Um, so maybe he didn't have opportunities to transfer. He may not feel that he's ready to go play professionally somewhere. Uh, so he's going to try to go develop under Eric Musselman. And if he can buy in and, and really improve this off season, then. You know, it's, it's hard to write off a guy that was, you know, all conference in the Pac 12 just a couple of years ago. So, a very, very intriguing piece. At the, at the very least, I think he is a situational guy like we saw this year, like against Florida, where they found a matchup that they felt like they could exploit, and boom, he goes off for 26 points. At the very least, he could do that. Uh, but I don't know if it'll be, you know, how much consistent playing time he gets will be whether or not he improves those other areas of the game.
4: Is there a timeline you're expecting to hear more news for members of the current roster?
5: No, usually they try to slow bleed it. the The basketball team's really good about trying to have guys announced, you know, one day at a time. That's why I was a little bit surprised that Trevin Brazil announced the same day that Nick Smith declared, and that we learned about Jalen Graham and Joseph Pinion yesterday. Um, I think yeah, I would expect it all to happen, you know, slowly over the next couple of, maybe next week or so. Because uh, they really got to get that figured out. I mean, and the other thing too is, Eric Musselman they know what everyone's doing. They, uh, the, those guys, just haven't announced those decisions yet.
3: Yeah, because I think everybody knows Anthony Black's going to be gone. It's just a matter of time and uh, what they're going to end up doing there too. But uh, it, it should be really fascinating to see. Real quick though, Hutch, before we uh, let you get out of here, man, just uh, I know you're, you're doing a lot of uh, uh, football and uh, with what, what's going on in spring as well as baseball, but. Uh, baseball tonight Ole Miss starts that series just kind of what do you think about previewing it a little bit and I know that this series always has a lot of craziness and wild games that end up happening when these two teams meet
5: exactly the fans really look forward to this series because it is kind of uh, a crazy uh, back and forth type series Ole Miss ended Arkansas's year last year in the College Bowl series Ole Miss has struggled a little bit they're one and eight in conference play but I think that's a little bit deceiving you know unlike Mississippi Mississippi State's terrible, but Ole Miss I think is better than one and eight may indicate. So it's, you got to watch out. It's a tough road environment to play in. That's a really good home field advantage they have down there. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing what Arkansas's pitching can do. You know, I, I want to see a, a bounce back performance by Hunter Holland tonight. I want to see what Will McIntyre can do. I want to see what the you know if the other bullpen arms. You know, Dylan carter is so good. Can he put another good weekend together? Uh, i think that's really the key to this year this team's success is how well the pitching staff can do you know considering all the injuries that they've already dealt with this year
3: right, i said one more but spring football is there anything that's of significance that's going on there i mean it's, it's going on and there's some things here and there but uh, it seems like it's just been pretty status quo for Sam Pittman and his spring football team this year
5: I mean, it's a critical critical spring if you think about it considering it's a big year that a lot of roster turnover. You've got two new coordinators. You're trying to install a new offense and a new defense. Uh, but I don't really know if there's any like crazy storylines that have like really come out. You know, I've, I've been really impressed with Isaiah Catania, the uh, soft or I guess redshirt freshman now from Fayetteville, uh, wide receiver. He's been he's been impressive in what we've seen. We haven't get, really gotten to watch the, the scrimmage portion. Like they had a scrimmage over the weekend on Saturday, we weren't able to watch that, but. It uh, sounds like you know he's also pleased with his, his edge rushers, you know Landon Jackson, uh, the the transfers they brought in, and Jeff Coates and, and John Morgan. I think he thinks that they're going to be able to get after the passer a little bit. Um, still trying to solidify that secondary, I think, but they've got some guys that, that can help with that, especially as they come back from injury. Walcott, the transfer from Baylor, has still been out. Probably won't be able to do anything this spring. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's been a big spring just in, in terms of, learning the roster you know the new coaches learning their players and then also the players learning the new system uh before they get into you know fall camp where they really kind of amp it up and, and get ready for the season
3: well andrew man we really appreciate you joining us great stuff you can follow him on twitter at nwa hutch and read all about his stuff on best of com. always appreciate it man i know you're a busy dude but hopefully it stays busy because that makes the time pass and it makes it a lot more fun
5: Absolutely. I appreciate you having me on.
3: All right. Again, Andrew Etzen, uh Best of Arkansas Sports, joining us on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. Take a commercial break. We'll come back with more Trash Talk Thursday here on Out of Balance, So stay with us. Brought to you by Floyd's Seafood, Kill Avenue in Sherwood. Floyd's has live and cooked Louisiana crawfish. Place your order by 4 p.m. Thursday for weekend boils. Floyd's Meat and Seafood.com.
0: Sports Center.
1: In the NBA last night, the Milwaukee Bucks clinched the number one seed in the East and home court advantage throughout the entire playoffs as they beat the Bulls 105-92. Bobby Portis had his second straight double-double as he recorded 27 points and 13 rebounds. The Celtics clinched the second seed in the East, beating the Raptors 97-93. The Mavericks kept their playoff hopes alive, beating the Kings 123-119 to as Kyrie Irving had 31 points, 4 rebounds, and 8 assists. They're now tied with a Thunder for the final play-in spot with two games to go. Oklahoma City does hold the tiebreaker. The Clippers beat the Lakers 125-118 to, to stay in the top six seeds. The Lakers are now the seventh seed in a game back of the Warriors. And in Major League Baseball, the Tampa Bay Rays remain undefeated as they start the season 6-0 and after beating the Washington Nationals 7-2. It's the best start by an MLB team since the Orioles opened the season 7-0 and in 2016. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network.
4: Is your Oaklawn the sound of starting gates and pounding hooves? Is it the first sip of the perfect post-time Bloody Mary? Or maybe it's just
1: Saturdays with lots of friends and zero cares. No matter what you love about live racing at Oaklawn, it's back and better than ever. With more race days, bigger purses, and the top thoroughbreds in the world, this season is like no other. Make your reservations today at oaklawn.com. What's your Oaklawn? gambling problem? Call
3: 1-800-522-4700.
1: If you want to deal with people who are straightforward when it comes to painting, Serta Pro Painters
3: is the only answer for you. Schedule your free estimate at SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. Each Serta Pro Painters business is independently owned and operated and backed by local people who will give you the straight story when you're scheduling your appointment. It's that time of year now as well with spring rolling around to update the outside of your home. Serta Pro is the place to go if you want exterior painting done. Improve that curb appeal and if you're thinking about selling, get Serta Pro on the case before and raise that property value. Get Serta Pro on the case at SertaPro.com you mm-hmm.
0: At Lowe's, we're always bringing pros more ways to save on the brands you trust. Right now, buy a select DeWalt
1: 12-volt bear tool starting at $119 and get a DeWalt 12-volt two-pack battery free valued at $129. Plus, you'll always save big on job lot quantities when
4: buying select building supplies in bulk. Because Lowe's knows savings. Lowe's knows pros.
1: Selection varies by location while supplies last. Lowe's reserves the right to limit quantities. Discount taken at time of purchase. Battery and charger not included with buy items. About th- buy 3 Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. Okay, easy now. You're teaching your kid how to parallel park. Ouch! (laughs) Turns out he likes to do it by feel. Don't worry, eBay Motors has bumpers, trunk lids, license plate holders, and headlights. (laughs) They've got lots of
4: headlights. When you need parts, get it right the first time with eBay Guaranteed Fit.
3: When you see the check, you know that part's gonna fit. eBay Motors. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We know. Less headaches, more than payroll. Visit morethanpayroll.com.
2: Bank
5: OZK has always
1: strived for excellence. During every economic storm, through every season of hardship, and despite every obstacle, we've reached for greater. Because we know to achieve excellence, you've got to keep pushing, keep building, keep growing, and just keep going. At Bank OZK, we're reaching for greater heights so you can be greater than you can imagine. Visit a branch or OZK.com today. Bank OZK greater awaits. Member FDIC.
0: There's only one place to stop for the best in meats in Central Arkansas. It's Hogs Meat Market. Check out their monthly package deals of the best meats online at HogsMeatMarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Devo will be the trigger man with 8.01 to go. Black underneath, shot goes. Black got the feed from Devo, lays it in. Arkansas is open to up a 10-point lead. Biggest lead of the night on 103.7 The Buzz.
4: It's a great time to get to Twin Peaks for Happy Hour, 2 to 7. Later, Happy Hour, 10 to close. Enjoy all the food and drink specials that go along with it. Get a lunch combo starting as low as $7.99. If you want to take some food to go, you can order online curbside or to go. Courtesy of Postmates, DoorDash, and Uber Eats. For Happy Hour, Twin Peaks has great drink specials. Also, apps, 2 4 and $6. Tomorrow, get lent bundles at Twin Peaks, so it'll be the last day for that. But Fish and Chips bundle with a 22-ounce draft. Masters going on right now. Great place to watch Twin Peaks. You can catch all the sports action there. Play-in tournament is coming up next week, the end of the NBA season, Major League Baseball. All kinds of sports going on. UFC 287 this weekend. It's Alex Paheya taking on Israel Adesanya, and this is for... The second time where Paheya was able to get the championship, the middleweight championship, away from Adesanya in the first match. And so this is the rematch. Also, Jorge Masvidal and Gilbert Burns, a couple of other guys that are going to be going at it on Saturday. Tomorrow, April 7th, is National Beer Day. So celebrate at Twin Peaks with taps, local local crafts, ales, lagers, and seasonals, and get them all in a man-sized mug you get it all at Twin Peaks. It's Twin Peaks. Eats, drink, scenic views. National Beer Day, huh? National right. Beer Day. Okay. So there are um, a number of national days, and uh, Twin Peaks has a lot of the things that are tied to those days, because it's always food and drinks for a lot of them, desserts, and uh, so, anytime they come about, get by Twin Peaks and celebrate them.
3: I just, you know, again, it's awesome because we always talk about sometimes at least the the holidays and the days of the year that it is when it's like National Beer Day. But I'm just wondering if there's somebody like like you know, you know what, I haven't had a beer in so long, but on National Beer Day, it's time I'm, to have I'm time one. to have yeah, one for now. sure. Yeah, celebrating in style. So, because uh, you know, you ever, I don't know if you get this way, Joe, but with some of my friends. We get into heated debates or arguments about some of the stupidest stuff that really doesn't matter. And one of the things that we got into a debate about is, uh, besides water, is beer the oldest drink in history? Like, is is when it comes to drinks, (laughs) oh my god, is that the oldest one? And so, and then some people were saying, well, no, I think wine wine would be, yeah, yeah. But then some people were saying, but yeah, but not every place had access to, you know, the vineyards and grapes. But it's like, for what it is to make beer, you can, there's so many places that you can make. So anyways, it was just one of those dumb debates and ideas that we had that obviously went nowhere. So Okay, so how did that end? It ended with everybody just going their own way and agreeing to disagreeing because... Uh, it because then it came to all right. Well, we got to go back to where we you know where were people at and living when you know the beginning times or back in history. What did it look like there? And then we was like, okay, well, in biblical times, they talked about wine, so obviously wine was existing, they didn't talk about beer, but then other people were like, well, yeah, but I mean, uh, that doesn't mean that beer wasn't uh invented there before, you know, just again, dumb stuff like that, just very dumb, but uh, yeah, it's like you know, we talk about things that change or things that go away, you think about like you know, Coca Cola products and. You know things that have been introduced here in the past few hundred years and whatnot when it comes to drinks but uh, beer and wine especially I don't think those are going to go anywhere anytime soon I think those are just no, going to stay no. here for, for the remainder of as long as we exist on this planet we're always going to have that stuff there too so because like I guess when you think about medieval times, when they say ale, is that beer? That is beer. That's beer, beer right? Yes. Okay, so that's what I said. And they disagreed with me. They are like, no, it's a different drink. I was like, no, it's the same. <laughs> so again, dumb debates among friends. That's just what we do. That's just what we do. So that's that's what made it. Uh, that's what made me think of it when you okay, brought so up National Beer Day. How did the
4: debate get started in the first place?
3: I, I think it was something that we saw on Twitter about, um, I don't know if it was like, a, it was some sort of restaurant or something like that that was celebrating. The, like, 5,380th the year of yeah. the beer or something. And then we we're like, you know, so they're like, okay, so they're saying that that's when beer was created, but they obviously, you know, have no evidence of that. And I was like, well, I guess it, it would be the oldest drink. And someone's like, well, I don't know. It might not be the oldest drink. It might be actually, you know, something else like wine. And then somebody's like, well, I don't know, beers. So it just kind of snowballed from that is, is what it is.
4: And, and to that point, you can put any number of years on something and say it's been around for this long. And who's going to dig into it and
3: research to see if that's actually true? Yeah. You know, like carbon dating of uh, what you can do for beer. And I don't think that there's some sort of, at least not to my knowledge, some sort of like monument or historical artifact that shows that this is where the first beer was made. Like, I don't think there's anything like that. Maybe people that claim it, but I don't, I don't think that's real. So, but, uh, and that's also, then we started debating about who came up with the idea, you know, like who, who's sitting out there is like, you know what, let's, let's take this ingredient, this ingredient, and then make this and then put it into this and then let it ferment and. You know, it just, again, makes you wonder, like, how? Who invented it? How it went? But, yeah, stuff that really doesn't matter, but yet we were passionate about it to argue for some reason. That's just the way it goes. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. Uh, Brentson Studgar, what's up, Brent?
6: What's up, John? Joe, what's happening?
3: Hey, Brent. What's up, man?
6: Um, John, I had a question about the transfer portal because I saw where uh, K.K. Robinson uh, went back in the portal from Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. And uh, is it is it... How many times can you transfer before you have to sit out a year? Is it two or is it three?
3: No, it's, it's one. You get one, yeah. but you can transfer twice without penalty if you graduate and you're a grad transfer. Does that make sense? Oh,
4: okay. Also, the school, they can give the okay. They can give the waiver and then you can continue to transfer but it's all based on if if the school wants to give the okay for it
6: oh i got i got you because i I don't know where i thought i read somewhere that you could transfer twice within the portal and then the third time you had to sit out a year I, i was confused on that
3: Yeah, I think Brent, it's basically at least how I would put it is again, yeah, you get the one free transfer, and then someone can transfer again for a grad transfer if they've already graduated. But after that, yeah, you're going to have to sit out a year. There's no really way around it uh, unless you know there's some sort of waiver or some something that's signed off.
4: And and a lot of times the schools will work with these players because it's not like they're going to try to hold them in that program if the player doesn't want to be there.
6: Oh yeah, you're. You're exactly right. The also, And I really enjoyed your segment just now with uh, Andrew Hutchinson. That was very informative. Now I'm just waiting on pins and needles. Is Hunter Dickinson going to visit the great state of Arkansas, John Neighbors? He ought to, right? Uh,
3: I mean, I would I'd be great. I would enjoy that. But, you know, getting the Zoom call to me is a great sign, of at least getting your foot in the door, because – Hunter Dickinson's not doing a Zoom call with a school he's not interested in. And Arkansas is not going to do a Zoom call with someone like Hunter Dickinson unless there's some legitimate interest. So that's a good start. Uh, But if he does end up visiting, I doubt we'll know about it. Because one thing Hunter Dickinson said on his podcast, he's like, I'm not involving media or anybody at all. He says, whatever I'm doing, I'm the only one that's going to know about it. And the only reason... That Kentucky and Arkansas found out that they were meeting in the Zoom was because, one, Jeff Goodman uh, reported about Kentucky doing it because Kentucky told him. And then, two, we know about Arkansas because Hunter Dickinson said on his own podcast that he had had a Zoom call with Arkansas. So he's keeping it all pretty close to the chest. So if he does visit, we won't know about it. The only thing we're going to know is probably when his decision's made, whether it's Arkansas or somewhere else.
6: You know, but I'll let you go with this Kentucky's already got like two seven footers coming in next year i mean would you want to go go to kentucky i mean come on please <laughs> john Calipari's a has been in coaching has been
3: he may won three seven quarters over there
6: <laughs> and would have been a never would have been a never was if if it wasn't for uh he beat kansas for the for the championship right
3: uh yes i believe that's who they beat with anthony davis i believe so
6: yeah I mean, I don't believe Kyle Perry can coach his way out of a wet paper sack with five holes.
3: <laughs> well, he's doing something right. He's been he's been in the league a long time and has won a lot of games. But uh, the,
6: is the baseball game? Do you think it's going to get played tonight? Just curious. Have you heard about the weather in Oxford or anything?
3: The only thing I've heard is it hasn't looked great, but nothing set in stone as far as uh, if it's going to get postponed or canceled or whatnot. But it it's does, still on schedule right now. Yeah, but it does look like it's going to get rainy and cloudy and have uh, at least a potential to be postponed at some point. Alright, well
6: y'all have a great day. Thank you for all your knowledge and help with my question.
3: Alright, Brents. what we do. We appreciate you calling in. other thing about Hunter Dickinson
4: is uh, he's from the East Coast and he's been linked to several schools on the East Coast. Syracuse, Duke, you know, and, and so that's always a question as far as uh, when players are in the portal, do they want to get back close to home? And so, um, you know, some of those schools could be said to have the upper hand because it is close to where he's from.
3: He's from Maryland, if I'm not mistaken. Virginia. Is it Virginia? Okay. Yeah,
4: yeah, somewhere in that
3: area. Okay. I knew he was Gatorade Player of the Year, whatever state that he was in. But, yeah, it was, uh, yeah. you know, With him, again, it goes back to since he's like the number one player, pretty much a consensus in the portal,
0: everyone's
3: going to want him and he's probably going to talk to a lot of places we don't even know about because he's keeping it all close to the chest. So that's where it's just like we will probably not know anything else until he makes his decision, and I don't know what his time frame is. No one knows, but when he does, whoever gets him, is going to get a pretty good college basketball player that's going to help them out tremendously, and, man, wouldn't it be crazy if it was Arkansas? That would be nice. But, again, can't get your hopes up just yet. We're up against it, though. We've got to take a break. When we come back, we'll have your Razor Hog update. Get to hear from Dave Van Horn. Uh, and the baseball team as they get ready for the series against Ole Miss starting tonight, at least at this point in time. And we'll keep it moving here on the Trash Talk Thursday. So stay with us.
0: Every day we do one thing.
3: Wendy's $3 breakfast deal is a bacon or sausage egg croissant plus small seasoned potatoes for 3 bucks. It's the breakfast that don't miss. So if you did miss Wendy's breakfast, don't imagine. Fresh cracked eggs, sizzling sausage, crispy bacon, and block out those hot, buttery, flaky croissants. Croissants don't really make a sound, but if they did, for a breakfast that don't miss, Wendy's is that breakfast. Choose wisely. Choose
1: Wendy's $3 breakfast deal. Limited time only. A participating U.S. Wendy's. Select a request. $3 breakfast deal to obtain discount. Not valid for a la carte
3: combo orders. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay,
0: ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack.
1: See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. We see them every day. People driving using their phones. There's a sneak a peeker or the fast scroller who can quickly become the fender bender er, the got a ticketer, or the driver who killed someone. Pay attention or pay the price. You drive, you text, you pay. Paid for it by Nitsa.
0: Dazzling decal on Daisy's Donuts window. I- old banner at Barry's barbershop prominent poster at Penny's on Park Place
1: this is your sign well signs to try Staples and see the difference get $15 off signs banners and posters when you spend 75 or more
0: from Staples and I couldn't miss it
1: and for 15 visit staplesconnect.com/printbig for
0: details We see them every day. People driving, using their phones. There's the sneak a peeker or the fast-scroller who can quickly become the fender-benderer, the got-a-ticketer, or the driver who killed someone. Pay attention or pay the price. You drive, you text, you pay. Paid for by NHTSA.
1: Do you have a car that was damaged beyond repair during the storm with no insurance or liability on it? Asher Record Service will remove your car and store it for two weeks with no charge to you. Call 562-2293 or email asherrecord at gmail.com for details.
0: Emily and her friends were driving to a party. And they were texting.
1: It's Jen. Oh, tell her we're on our way. Wow, get this. Tom's there. <laughs>
0: Nobody likes being stopped by the police, but if I had seen her texting while driving and given her a ticket, it just may have saved her life. You drive, you text, you pay. A message from the Arkansas State Police Highway Safety Office.
3: Back in 1953, Whit Davis and his wife started Whit Davis Lumber Company. 70 years and four stores later, this family-owned business is still going strong. During their 70th anniversary sale, you'll find unbeatable deals on a variety of products. But if you're looking to score a deal on a grill, now's the time. They're offering $70 off any grill purchase now through April 15th. Go see my friends at Whit Davis and Jacksonville Cabot Greenbar and Sherwood during their 70th anniversary sale going on now through April 15th.
4: Listen to Fishing Arkansas Sunday mornings from 8:30 to 10 with Big Sarge and his crew. They'll catch you up on all the best fishing spots and upcoming tournaments. Fishing Arkansas is brought to you by Fletcher Auto Group, shelter agent Jamie Marsh, and Stanley Hardware.
0: Make it the event that everyone wants to attend by getting your meat for tailgates parties or just family get-togethers at Hogs Meat Market. Hogs Meat Market, the Steak People. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Allen DeBlack black, ahead to council, two-hand throw down Ricky. Mike White says, i got to have a timeout. The Razorbacks are on a 6-0 run. On 103.7 The Buzz. <laughs>
4: BetSaracen is Arkansas's favorite sports betting app. Saracen is as close to your cell phone. Just go to the App Store and download the BetSaracen app or go to BetSaracen.com. NBA, boxing, MMA, XFL, golf, all the sports you want and need to wager on, Saracen has it. If you want to follow the odds, favorites, and underdogs, Saracen is where you want to be. Great flash betting, in-game, prop bets, and even some of the specials and Right now, with Arkansas taking on Ole Miss, Arkansas is a one and a half point favorite. One, minus one 125 on the money line. Over under is 12 and a half. So, 12 and a half runs between Arkansas, Ole Miss, the over under. Also, double R, Randy Rainwater, prop bets. You have one with uh, Peyton Stovall. Over uh, half or, or 0.5 hits, 0.5 runs, and 0.5 RBI. So, Basically, if he gets one hit, one run, and one RBI, it's plus 250. Jared Wagner, it's 0.5 hits, 0.5 home runs, and 0.5 RBI. So a couple of good prop bets there, and for Jared Wagner, that's plus 850. So if all those come through, then you have a nice payday on some prop bets, courtesy of Bet Saracen. For the most accurate and up-to-date sports wagering info, you need to be on the Saracen app. It's simple. Just go to the App Store and download the Saracen app. Go to betsaracen.com. Be sure to check out the video of how to play featuring Jancy Sheets.
3: We'll get to your Razorog update in just a second. A few people though on the 1st Arkansas Bank and Trust text line. Uh, this one came from uh, Victor in uh, Pocahontas. He sent uh, a screenshot that said, uh, I guess through the Googles, what was the first beer ever made? The earliest chemically confirmed barley beer to date was discovered at God in Tepe in central Zargos Mountains of Iran, where the fragments of a chug between 5,400 to 5,000 years ago was found to be coated with beer stone, a product of the brewing process. So there you go. Appreciate that. Letting us know there, Victor, as far as uh, the first beer. Also from 479 says, uh, Hunter Dickinson did play at DeMartha in Maryland. We need him on the hill for a Dickinson on Dixon segment where he gives reviews of restaurants or something like that. So Yeah, map
4: is in Maryland, but it, it's all in the D.C. area. But where he's actually from is in Virginia, but it's right there on the border of Virginia, Maryland, and in the D.C. area. So it's all, uh, they call it the DMV,
3: mm, nah. D.C., Maryland, Virginia. I'd still love it. Yeah, if there was, if he did get Dickinson, it would have to be some sort of tie-in to Dixon, Dixon Street because I'm sure he'd be uh, hanging out and spending a lot of time down there just like everybody does there at the U of A as well. All right, let's go ahead and jump into your Razor Hog update presented by True Service. Guys, I've got just one thing I want to say to you.
0: Touchdown, Arkansas! Arkansas wins the national championship! The Arkansas Razorbacks have completed the dream season! On. Oh, Nine this is your Razor Hog update on Out of Bounds, presented by True Service Community Federal Credit Union, where they offer new mortgage loans, refinancing, auto loans, and small business loans. Online at trueservice.net. All right, so for your Razor Hog update, Arkansas Ole Miss
3: baseball. Going to be starting tonight, Tyler Spoon, former Razorback, he's going to join us on the other side of the break, so look forward to catching up with him. But, yes, it is a Thursday night series, kind of odd. But 6.30 tonight, you'll be able to listen to it right here on 103.7 The Buzz. Arkansas is 23-5, 6-3 in SEC play, while Ole Miss is 17-11 and 1-8 in SEC play. Uh, Also for tonight, Hunter Holland is going to be getting the start for the Razorbacks. As we know, uh, they're going to figure out the rest of the weekend rotation with Will McIntyre having to deal with some illness earlier this week. But Jack Dotery for Ole Miss will be getting the start for the Rebels. And it's going to be a cloudy high of 58 degrees and 60% chance of rain. So, again, we'll keep you updated on any sort of uh, changes there or if anything goes differently. But Dave Van Horn was able to meet with the media and he was asked about Ole Miss and what it's like playing them.
2: I'm sure, that you know, like you said, the fans will make it bigger than it is to us. To You know, I kind of mentioned in there they all count the same. And at the end of the year, you just look and see what your record. Or you don't really know who you beat. You just know how many wins you got, how many losses. And it's going to make a difference on if you get to go to a regional, host a regional, or you're not in one. And uh, obviously, we're just going to try to win Thursday. We want to win the series. They're, they're in a situation where they need to win a series in the worst way, and, uh, you know, they could flip it real quick, and you just you just got to play solid and we'll do everything we can to win that first game, go from there. Yeah,
3: you know, Ole Miss has been struggling, especially with the success that they've had over the past few years. Dave Van Horn was asked if he's surprised by that, though.
2: Nothing surprises me because uh, injuries, schedule, where you're playing, it's timing, They've had some tough losses, they've, you know, they've still got a really good lineup. Um, you know, they lost their ace on the mound last year, but they also had an arm injury like we did that's, you know, pushed one of their conference stars or their Friday guy. I don't know if he's going to go this weekend or if he's going to go at all this year, but, you know, he, he's been out, and, and little things like that, they affect you. And, uh, you know, you're playing teams in the Southeastern Conference, There's there, nobody, nobody forgives you or feels sorry for you, they just want to beat you. <laughs>
3: Hagan Smith is a guy that's been moving around a little bit, but because of injuries, he's been being the guy that is closing out games. Is his role going to stay the same way this weekend?
2: We're not 100% sure, but I'd say as of right now, probably so. Um, I mean, Smith is its unbelievable, how the, the attitude he's taken with it. You know, it's not it's a team first thing, and I mean, the guy's helping us win games, saving them, coming in. Getting a win or whatever it is and uh, we haven't really had the situation where he's just throwing a few pitches say on a Friday where we could use him again and uh, I think that'll happen if we get to the point where we just need to go close the game the tonight we could still use him the next day or start him on Sunday or whatever um, but right now we're just trying to you know trying to win the game in front of us and if we have a shot we're, we're going for it.
3: That game will be, again, tonight at 6.30. The radio broadcast will begin at 6 with Phil Wilson and Bubba Carpenter right here on 1037 The Buzz. Razorback basketball, in case you're just joining us or haven't heard, Jalen Graham has announced that he will be returning for a second year here at Arkansas. Joseph Pinion also makes it clear that he will be returning next season for the Razorbacks. So you got two more. We'll wait on the decisions for others. But we know with Arkansas there's going to be a lot of – Craziness going on with the transfer portal and visitors because this week's a big one for Eric Musselman and his staff trying to get some of the best players in. And the ones that are officially visiting this week is Khalif Battle, the Temple standout, and Jaden Taylor, who, of course, is from Butler. He was their top scorer this past season. Battle is uh, arriving today. He's 6'5, 175 pounds out of New Jersey. And he is the number 12 player overall in the transfer portal, according to 24-7 Sports. And he averaged, you know, a mere 18 points, four rebounds, two assists per game, and shot 41% from the field, as well as hitting 77 threes. Not bad. Also, free throws, 90%. Could probably use that a little bit this year. And then Taylor is a guy who is going to be setting uh, visits other other places too, but he's 6'4", 194, and uh, a guy that's going to help them out with their shooting and scoring he led the Bulldogs in scoring at 13 points, four rebounds, two assists, two steals a game, shot 40% and made 45 three-pointers. Those are the ones that are officially visiting, but as we know, there's probably a lot more than that. And there you have it. There's your Razor Hog update presented by True Service. We'll take a top-of-the-hour update. When we come back, Tyler Spoon, former Razorback, is going to be joining us thanks to First Horizon Bank. Get his thoughts and opinions on... Razorback baseball's performance this past weekend and also looking ahead to tonight's game against Ole Miss. You won't want to miss it, so you better stay tuned in the third hour of Out of Bounds coming up next. Roger Scott here. You guys know how much I love the great outdoors. I mean, I am the naked gardener after all. And there's nothing that I love more than my very own lawn and being outside. But let's be honest, when the mosquitoes attack,
6: it can be a real bug kill.
3: However, a monthly mosquito barrier from my friends at Sanders Ground Essentials can keep those skeeters away, which keeps my deck party going.
0: Call them today at 315-9395 or
6: on the web at sandersground.com.